Hey y'all, welcome back to my channel, The Truth About God. My name is Erica Brown, and if you are with me for the first time, hello, I'm happy to have you. Bonjour, if you're in France. <laughs> I'm just still on it, y'all. Somebody gotta listen from France, because I can track it on my podcast. So, come on, y'all. Come on, France. Show up for it, okay? Now, like I said, if you are with me for the first time, I'm sorry for that rant, but hello, Bonjour, welcome. I'm happy to have you, all right? I'm happy that you would spend some time with me. And if you've been with me for a while, welcome back. I'm certainly happy that you're here. And if you're listening to me on my podcast, what's up? Um, Yeah, I was just thinking about whether or not the Lord wanted me to announce some things to y'all, but not yet. The Lord says not yet, so I'm going to wait before I say anything else about that. Now... I, this is the, I want to talk to you guys about, or ask you, do you accept God's acceptance? But like I always say, the Holy Spirit, God always puts everything together perfectly in the Holy Spirit. And so the word that he gave me for today is perfect because we're on the cusp of a new year. And a lot of times we make resolutions to change things about ourselves that we don't like. So if you don't like your weight, you're not pleased with yourself, you will want to lose weight, right? That's a resolution. Or you want to get more active because you don't like how you're, you know, not as active as you should be, okay? Um, or you don't like your hair, you want to change your hair. Just things that we set out and determined to change about ourselves in the new year. And in and of themselves, this is not bad. If you're unhealthy, you should get healthy. If you, you know, want to switch up your style a little bit, there's nothing wrong with that. But the part that I'm going to, what God wants us to know, and I'm going to sit on a little bit, is do you accept yourself as you are? Do you accept God's acceptance of you, right? So, with that, let me give you the first scripture reference. It is Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16 through 19. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 through 19. That according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Let me read that to you one more time. That is Ephesians chapter 3 verses 16 through 19. That according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That's a lot, okay? That's um, Ephesians chapter 16, verse 19, but that's a lot of love. That's a lot of love. That's a lot of acceptance and Paul is saying to us, the Apostle Paul, that through the riches of the glory of God, that he would grant us, like give us as a gift to be strengthened with power in his spirit, in our inner being, in our inner man, 
so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith that you, you, me, being rooted and grounded in love, we may have the strength to comprehend the strength. Okay, so we need strength to even understand and comprehend how loved we are to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth. Okay, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that we may be filled with all the fullness of God. So the love of God surpasses knowledge. It surpasses it surpasses our understanding. That's how deep and long and wide his love is for us. And if he loves us that way, then he accepts us as well, right? So do you accept that God loves you unconditionally? even though you don't love yourself that way. And that's something to kind of take a pause with and kind of meditate in your heart and bring that back to Christ, bring that back to Jesus and talk to him about it. Why don't you accept that God loves you unconditionally, even though you don't love yourself that way? We treat ourselves poorly, unfortunately. And... We don't love ourselves the way that we should. And we certainly don't love ourselves the way that God loves us. And that, that we could attain that, but we should be on that path. Like if God, like if God says I'm okay and he says that he loves me, then I should at least be cool with myself, right? That's not always the case. Do you receive God's forgiveness even though you don't forgive yourself? course you don't (laughs) and I'm not saying that as a joke to be funny but God forgives us ultimately we are forgiven Jesus didn't get down on the cross for us to hold a grudge against us he died on the cross so we'd be forgiven of all our sins ultimately we can go home to heaven to be with him so why don't we forgive our why don't we forgive ourselves why is that so difficult to accept that the slate has been washed clean And there is nothing that we need to take with us going forward because God has already paid the price for it. He's redeemed us of our sins and we are free. God is loving you, is loving you, not does, like he does love you, but is currently, right now, he is. God is loving you despite your flaws, despite them. Whatever you think these flaws are, because God doesn't see flaws the same way that we do that we do. And I can attest to that because there are things in myself that I've certainly felt like, oh, these are flaws. These are things that have to go. These are things that need to leave ASAP. All right. And when I present them to God and bring them to him, he shows me that the things that I wish I could get rid of and I wish that he would take away from me are the things that he uses to draw people nearer to him, including myself. So every weakness and every quote unquote flaw that I have, God has used that in my life and made me more effective in his kingdom. That vulnerability and the weaknesses that I have and not having any sufficiency of my own, even though I wanted some, I'm not going to lie about that. I've wanted to be a little bit strong, but I'm not right. So I have no sufficiency in and of myself. I'm dependent on God for everything, everything and anything. And I used to think that 
blessing me this week. I should be stronger than this. I should be able to do this on my own, but I'm not. And I'm learning that God has and will continue to use these things for his glory and my good. So you have to get a new perspective about your quote unquote flaws. Okay. Because God doesn't see things the way that we see them. He doesn't interpret them, interpret them the way that we do. So God is loving you despite your flaws and you hate them. You hate those flaws. So how could you be in agreement with what God says about you when you don't want the acceptance? And let me break that down a little bit. So God says, I love you as you are. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are, um, wonderful are, are his works. You know, wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. That's what the scripture says, right? In, um, in Psalms. So when God says that to us, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. And we look at ourselves as being problematic and flawed and broken up in all those ways. God accepts those things about us, right? Our weaknesses and our brokenness and our flaws, right? Because he uses all of that. But we don't want him. We don't want that, that acceptance because we want it to change. We don't want to be... We don't want to accept ourselves as we are. We want to accept the version of ourselves that we want. We want to accept the version of ourselves that's, that's quote unquote better. And I have experienced frustration in my relationship with God because you accept these things about me. I don't. I want them to change. And you over here telling me, no, it's fine. You need that. It's fine. That doesn't need to change. You're okay. Right? We have to get in agreement with our God. We have to get in agreement with our creator. Okay? And we when you think about your creator, it was made on purpose the way that it is. So if I was doing pottery and I made a pot, right? And I presented it to you. And if it has little nicks and little things and little irregularities, then I would be okay with that because I presented it to you. I didn't scrap it and say, okay, this is not a good version. I need to start over again. The way that I've presented it to you lets you know that I'm okay with it. Even even in this imperfection, I accept it because I created it and I love it. And that's why I'm presenting it to you. And that's why I showed it to you. That's kind of how God views us. He created us. He formed us in our mother's womb. So he knows us, right? And no one sneaks into the earth. No one sneaks in, okay? There's not no secret way to get in that God doesn't know about, all right? So if you are here watching this, you're breathing, you're alive, you are made for a purpose, you were made on purpose, right? So the things about yourself that you see as weaknesses and flaws, God says, this is part of perfection. This is a perfect plan. And I didn't scrap you and say, okay, this one's not ready. This is not a good version. Let me not send this one to the earth. Let me not present this one as a fearfully and wonderfully made work of God. Let me just put this to the side. He didn't do that. He said, okay, this is it. 
this is perfect. This is what I want to present to the world. This is what I've created and it's perfect and I'm pleased with it. I created you. I'm good with you. At some point, we have to be good with that. We have to be good with that. Even if you're still finding it difficult to be or to accept the things that God has given you and wants you to how he created you essentially and how you live this life out he's created you exactly the way that you are for a reason and we have to get into agreement with our creator we cannot tell our creator you did a bad job you didn't make me right (laughs) okay (laughs) like this is not good I need to do something to change how you made me because I can't accept the way that you created me That is a form of self-hate. And there are things about ourselves that will grow and change. So I'll use weight as an analogy. So if you are dealing with weight and it's a struggle of your life, right, then God is going to use it. And he'll use that weakness and that brokenness to help other people along, right? But if you are not the weight that you wish you were, if you're not the weight that you can look and see other people at and then you feel like you're comfortable with it and now you can't accept and love yourself because you hate the weight that you're at you can't you can't do that can't do that because now we're not accepting what our creator created and even our issues and our weaknesses draw us near to God. We don't have any sufficiency of ourselves. So even the things that you feel like are weaknesses or flaws that keep you bound, God, even in even that's perfect because he uses that to draw you nearer into himself. So there are no mistakes. There are no flaws in his design. He made everything perfect in his time and it is perfect. And you are perfectly as you are meant to be. And you have to get into agreement with God, your creator, because he knew what you were supposed to be. He knew what you were supposed to have. If you got cellulite, God knew you were supposed to have that. If you have these stretch marks, God knew that you were supposed to have that. All right. And these are things that we feel like we can get rid of and throw away. And a lot of times we can, you know, but in the event that you have that, And I'm just using weight as an analogy because I know, and and God knows, not me, God knows that a lot of us hyper-focus on that, especially in the new year. And it's been COVID and we've been locked down and a lot of us have put on pounds, put on some LBs. I have, right? But I still have the responsibility of loving who my God created. And he created me and I need to love myself no matter what form I find myself in on earth, right? He knew this day would come. He knew what struggle I would have. He has a plan for it, but I have to depend on him and I have to trust that he has made me how he wanted me to be. He is my creator and he did not make a mistake when he created me as I am. We have to get into agreement with accepting ourselves get into agreement with God and accepting yourself as you are because you are perfect 
Even your flaws are perfect. They're perfect for you. Your weaknesses are perfect for you. Right? Your strengths are perfect for you. Your shortcomings are perfect for you. God did all this perfectly and on purpose. And you have to accept that. And it's just imperative. Or you'll have no peace. You have no peace in your life. All right? Now, let me give you the next scripture reference. It is Psalm chapter 62, verse 8. Psalm chapter 62, verse 8. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. Let me read that to you one more time. It's Psalm chapter 62, verse 8. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. The scripture is letting us know we can trust God in anything. In anything and at all times. We can pour out our hearts before him. We are used to pouring out our hearts to other people. Honestly, we've gotten into the habit of pouring out our hearts to our therapists, pouring out our hearts to our friends, um, pouring out our hearts to strangers, because sometimes it's easier to talk to people you don't know. But get in the habit of pouring out your heart to God. He's a refuge for us. Do you know what a refuge is? Like you running from somewhere else and you get there and you're safe. You can take a deep breath. You can relax because nothing's going to get you there. Like a safe place. God is a refuge. He is a safe place for us. And we can pour out all the things that we feel that are burdening us and kind of weighing us down. And the things that we feel about ourselves, the way we feel about other people, the way we, even our comparisons, the thoughts of how we feel about ourselves versus how we think other people feel about us. Like for real, like he is a refuge and we can pour out our hearts to him at all times and God's love is not performance based a lot of the love that we experience in the world on earth is right sometimes even in our own families I love you when you're doing the things I want you to do I don't love you or I don't treat you in a loving way when you fail and make mistakes God is not like that I've tried him okay pushed him unfortunately I can say that honestly he has never treated me any different on my best day and my worst day, God is the same. He reminds me of this constantly. He is the exact same. His love is not performance-based. So if you start off this year with setting fair goals, realistic goals, right? You want to lose weight. Every, a lot of people are going to pat you on the back and say, oh, you're doing so good. Oh, my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. You're losing so much weight. But the same people may not do that when you're at your heaviest, Right? You don't receive the same accolades and the same fanfare when you're at your heaviest, when you're not at the world standards. But when you get there, they're like, oh, yeah, she looks so good. Oh, my gosh, you're so great. God's not like that. God is not like that. God loves you if you was stuck in your house and needed to get cut out of it. And he loves you if you was on the track and fit and just as fine and, you know, running quick and fast like you saying, Bo. He loves you the exact same. His love is not performance-based, okay? He loves you the exact same when you fail, when you fail, right? Versus when you succeed. There is no difference in his love. There's no shadow of change in him. He is the exact same. That is hard for us to comprehend and accept because very unfortunately, a lot of times we don't find that in the world. We don't find that in the people that we encounter. But you will find that in God. 
He loves you at your worst and he loves you at your best. And you have to accept that. Even if you feel like you love yourself better at your best. And you can't stand yourself at your worst. You can't put those attributes on God because that's not who he is. He loves you when you feel like you're just way up here high and lifted up, right? And he loves you when you're smack dab on the bottom and anywhere in between. His love does not change. He is faithful. He's a good father. He's a really good parent. And for us who are parents, we need to take our cues from him. He teaches us how to love our kids. He teaches us how to treat them through how he treats us. So he's our example. When we say parenting doesn't come with a, with a handbook, eh, it kind of does. I'm learning that. It kind of does. If I treat my kids how God treats me, I'm bad in a million. <laughs> okay? So he loves us the same. He doesn't put pressure on us to be perfect at all times. We do that to ourselves. The world does that to us. Sometimes people around us do that, have unrealistic expectations of us. God doesn't do that. He accepts us as we are. He knows what we can do. He knows what we can't do. And he doesn't put any pressure on us to be any different than that, right? Um, and he changes us through his love. He doesn't leave us stagnant, but he does change us through his love. But he doesn't put any pressure on us to be perfect, all right? We do that. The world does that. He does not. With that, let me give you the next scripture reference. It is Psalm chapter 61, verse 8. Psalm 61, uh, verse 8. So I will ever sing praises to your name as I perform my vows day after day. Let me read that to you one more time. Psalm chapter 61, verse 8. So I will ever sing praises to your name as I perform my vows day after day. Y'all, we have to praise our God for his love and acceptance every day on purpose. Performing our vows day after day. So we will ever, so I will ever sing praises to your name. Because you're good to me, because you love me, because you accept me, because you don't put no pressure on me, because I'm not a failure in your sight, because you love me exactly as I am, because you created me on purpose, right? Because you loved me enough to bring me into this space, you're going to use me for something. Even the things that I don't like about myself and I wish that you wouldn't have given me, I've got to trust you with it because you are absolutely stunningly perfect. And if you look at creation as an example, we can see the beauty in creation. We can see the beauty in what God created. We have to accept that that's the same kind of beauty that's in us, on us. That's how God created us too. We are not any less beautiful than creation. And we have to praise him for that because he is utterly perfect and he loves us exactly as we are because he created us exactly as we are. Why would I create you exactly as you are and send you to earth and then now you're here and hate how you are. God knows our end from our beginning. He knows our end from our beginning. And he's absolutely stunningly perfect, y'all. Ask God to help you accept yourself the way that he does. Not the way that the world does. But ask him to help you accept yourself the way that he does. All right? It leads to untold amounts of peace and trust in your relationship with God. If you can believe that the person who created you did it on purpose and he didn't make any mistakes and he knows exactly what he's doing, then you can believe and receive the peace that he has for you and just trust, just trust him. Just trust him. He's not going to fake you out. 
He's not going to drop the ball. He's not going to say he love you one minute and take it back. He's not going to say he love you and make you earn it and jump through hoops to get it. That's not who he is. All right. So this year, let it be, if you're going to do any resolutions, right, let it be to accept who God created. Accept yourself this year. Let that be your resolution. I'm just going to accept me as God created me to be, and I'm just going to love him. Let that be your resolution, okay? Um, I'm going to pray for you. I had the Lord telling me to pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I trust you. And I'm so grateful for your love. And I'm so grateful that you speak life and love and truth and your heart to your children in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that this year that we be transformed and changed by your love, that we would accept your acceptance, that we would love ourselves the way that you created us to be, that we use every weakness and flaw that we think we have for your glory and our good, that we would watch how you would take the things about ourselves that we don't like and use for your glory and our good in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray that we would trust in you, Lord, with all our heart and do not lean on our own understanding and all our ways acknowledge you and you will make straight our paths. It is in your precious son, Jesus name, I pray and ask it all, Father God, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forevermore. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray and ask it all, Father God. Amen. Y'all, I pray that this message blessed you, helped you, and encourages you to accept God's acceptance of you. You good. He created you. All right? You're not coming from the scrap heap, all right? What he presented to the world is how it's, it's perfect, all right? He created you. And um, happy new year. And I pray that you all truly have a happy new year, all right? In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Um, yeah, so if this video, this message actually helped you or blessed you or encouraged you in any way, please like, subscribe, and comment below. And I'll see you guys next time. And Happy New Year again. Bye.